What's up, fellow Zeros? Thanks for tuning into Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that knows you can't score a home run without swinging the bat. Wasn't my honorable mention. Neither, nope. I didn't think so. It was a momentary thought of, hmm, that's a good line, like, in real time, yep. but... It's sage advice. Anyway, my name is Joe, and I'm joined by two other, I don't know, art students to talk to you about the movie Ghost World, and their names are Corey. The podcast that can't relate to 99% of humanity. And sequel. The podcast that is so bad, it's almost good. And it circles around back to bad again. It does. Ouch. Just kidding. Not our podcast. The other line I was thinking of was that weirdo in the convenience store talking about, like, Something like Crotch Rat or something like that. The guy with the nunchucks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, spoilers. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're talking about the movie Ghost World, but we've been watching other things that we're going to tell you about first that are probably unrelated to Ghost World. Hey, Sequel, what did you watch, bud? Barely watched anything. I've been in the process of moving, and it, I don't really have means of watching things right now, and it's kind of awful. It's because that's like what I do. <laughs> That's fair. So I did manage to watch The Hustler from the 60s, the Paul Newman movie. Okay. Pool movie. It's very good. It was in my top ten at one point. I think I've since pushed it back. Really? Yes. It's a very good movie. Must not have been the iteration I saw. When you saw The Hustler? No, the the your top ten. Oh, yes. It wasn't the iteration yeah. you saw. No. But... Remember when you were talking about the Star is Born and you had a problem with like this big moment being in like the first half of the movie or the first like third of the movie? That was a conversation we had. I'm sure it was. I just don't remember the moment. Okay. It was the the, the Shallow performance, the initial performance of Shallow in the Star is Born. Did I have a problem with that? You said it was the the their big moments too early on. Oh yeah, okay, yes. yeah, that's fair. So then I instantly like thought of movies where like the big moments really early on that are like classic. Custer's one of them because he has a very like the big pool match. It's a movie about pool. Is like the second scene of the movie, and then it goes from there. So and his life spirals. <laughs> it does actually. So I mean, it's called The Hustler. Makes check sense. it out. Hustles pool. It's very good. The other one's Psycho. Psycho's big moments, like, ten minutes in. Yeah. Yeah. That's different, though. Cause, Why like, is that that's, different? That's an investigative... Well, not investigative, but, like, that's a what-the-hell-happened, uh, we-gotta-figure-it-out movie. It's a little big moment. I've also been listening to the Stuff You Should Know podcast, and it's pretty amazing. I've listened to that. I like it a lot. They have an episode on the holiday special. They do. It's pretty great. They also have a lot of true crime stuff. A lot of, like, bizarre true crime stuff, like the Tylenol murders... Oh yeah, and the uh, the less popular Advil murders. No, the no. um, I think it's called the 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 Ditloff Pass in Russia. Check that one out, Cor. You'd you'd find it really interesting. Right. It's in the fifties. These um, hikers in Russia, they all were killed, and their bodies were found in like weird ways, and their tents were all shredded, and the little clothes that they did have had like radiation on them. Oh, that is really weird. And nobody knows what the hell happened. There's that's, several theories, but that's it's, it's have eye shit. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty bizarre. They go into a lot of a lot of stuff, so yeah. I haven't been watching much, but that's about it. So Corey, what'd you watch? Wow, so... this is gonna be a quick little bit here. So I also have not been Did I watch the most stuff? Apparently. I finished I finished Bad Mouth. Like I caught up with everything that they had on. Big mouth. Big Mouth. When I say Bad Mouth, yes. I meant Big Mouth. 
Uh, it's good. The third season's quite funny. Disclosure. I like that episode. <laughs> I, I will maintain that... It's a musical number. The, the musical numbers start to get a little... A little wearing if you've seen the movie disclosure though it's like the oh it's yes. the greatest episode of all time. <laughs> that one but that one was fine because it was about a musical so i'm like okay it was the other ones like but every no, other but, episode had one in yeah it. but the movie disclosure is not a musical yes it's he's a, just making a musical yes. about the movie disclosure mm-hmm. um it's about reverse sexual harassment <laughs> what <gasps> what was the other thing i had fuck i just had it You'll get there. Good Omens. I finished Good oh, Omens. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought, for some reason, I thought you finished that like a while ago. No, I got back into it a while ago. Uh. I finally finished it the other night. Uh, really, really good. Uh, the performances are spectacular. David Tennant's great. Uh, it's good. I mean, definitely definitely worth your watch. If you got time and I don't wear a watch. hey Got time in Amazon Prime. Definitely good. Joe, what have you been watching, bud? I watched two whole things. Hey! And apparently that's the most movies. Any new releases? Uh, technically one of them, yeah. Okay. I watched The Irishman. Okay, cool. I have a feeling you didn't like it. I liked it. I just, I don't think I liked it as much as everyone else did. It's really long. It's real. it's not even the length, it's the fact that it, it's a lot like you just made Goodfellas again. They're just older. Yeah. Like, it's a good movie, those movies I have a trouble I have trouble keeping up with because there's so many characters. I constantly have to ask myself, who the hell is this guy and why do I care about him? I I mean I like the Irishman. I, I just like the fact that the Irishman is based off of reality too. Yeah, that, yeah. That, so that's good fellas, huh? Henry Hill. Oh, yeah, that was... yeah, but do they actually use the names? I guess they do. Henry right? Hill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. I feel like the next part is going to be sacrilege to some people, but I feel like it's it would have been better without De Niro, kind of. The stomp scene is unforgettable. Giveable I, in that movie. Oh, the he's playing a thirty-year-old, but he's actually seventy-two, and he's kicking the shit out of a guy. It just looks so bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Now I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, bad. I just feel like De Niro is like a caricature of himself at this point. Like I watched three hours of just the De Niro face, and like I can't unsee that now that I know that he does it. He's a good actor, and everyone in the movie is good. I just that was distracting to me. He's a tremendous actor, and that's yeah. that's just the part he was playing. Like if he he can still act. No, absolutely. Yeah. But that's just his face in a lot of movies. He's no Jesse Plemons, no. though. Oh god! How psyched were you when he showed up? I was like, why do they keep putting Jesse Plemons in all the movies? I was so pumped for a while. I thought he wasn't gonna talk. I thought he was just gonna appear in the movie as like as Jimmy Hoffa's son and not say anything. There was a fish in the car, and I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> hey man, as long as the guy gets work, I'm happy. Jesse Plemons' streak continues of appearing in an Oscar nominated for Best Picture movie. Jesse Plemons will win an Oscar for acting in the next 10 years. Wow. I don't know if that's true. Wow, I don't think so. I'm not sure. In all these Oscar movies, he's going to get a Best Supporting nod one of these days, and it's going to happen. Not for this. No, definitely not for this, but it'll happen. All right. You you heard it here first. Take it to the bank. Play your Vegas odds. Jesse Plemons. Next 10 years. That's it. I don't know what for it's gonna happen. We can agree it's gonna be supporting, right? Absolutely. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's no not... one's no one's casting him as a leading man. Has he been a leading man ever? I don't think not so. Not to my knowledge. Not in Friday Night Lights. Not, not in Game Night. Not, not in Breaking in... Bad. Not in Vice. Not in Observe and Report. I don't know who's in that movie. Not in The Post. Oh, yeah, he's in that. Another Oscar-nominated movie. movie. Yep. 
God, Jesse Plemons is killing it. He's like this year's Timothy Chalamet. He was the original. Oh. He was it's the not. he was the original Finn for Star Wars. Get the fuck out of here! What? Was he really? No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. The fuck! I out. can't picture that. No, and it was like really awkward because they just went in a totally different yeah, direction. He's really but awkward. I should say he was supposed to be a main Star Wars character. It had to be Finn, and. uh... Yeah, then they just like recast and it became Hold like on. Jesse Plemons as Poe Dameron. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, let's not, let's definitely not. not. It had let's to be Finn. Not, let's not talk ourselves out of this just yet. Had to be Finn. Oh, that's amazing. That's the Irishman, here, bud. It's good, and it's on Netflix, which really helped me my decision to delve into that first. You didn't do it in one sitting, did you? Oh, I watched it in like three sittings. Yeah. I did like an hour, an hour, and an hour. And then the other movie I watched is not up for Best Picture because it's from like five years or six years ago. I watched Nightcrawler. I love Nightcrawler. That movie was good. It's real weird. It is weird. The thing that like... His eyes are so wide. Oh yeah, he's he's really creepy in that movie, but... Louis Bloom. There's no... There's no conflict in that movie. Like, there's no moment where like things fall apart or like you're kind of just following this guy's trajectory the, like there's no there's no big down like well what about the end like when he's like tying up all the loose ends and the conflict is he went into someone's house where the murder took place before the police showed up like well, I guess, spoiler alert but there's like <laughs> there's no conflict for him really he's never shaken he's never he never doubts anything that he does it's psychopath just, no i get it it's just <laughs> It's an interesting way to make a movie because usually movies have conflict like that where the protagonist in this case is not likable but he's still the protagonist. I thought he was tremendous in it. Oh, he's really good. It was like yeah. shocking that he didn't get nominated for anything for that one. That movie's pretty well received too. I think it's a 90 plus on Rotten That sounds Tomatoes. right. Yeah. It's a really good movie. Yeah. Riz Ahmed's also really good in that. I didn't see that one until uh, 2019 actually. I didn't see it until 2020. And uh, yeah, well, I remember the the previous for it. I remember yeah. people saying it was amazing, and it just fell through the cracks. I like that movie a lot. I thought it was supposed to be like a more horror, thriller kind of movie than just I don't know what to label it. The the previews definitely suggested it was going to be like an intense thriller, but it doesn't seem to be the case. It's just an interesting movie. So that was good, and I guess that wraps up what we've been watching. Sure, record does. time. Like 10 minutes. Woo! We did it. Saving plenty of time for me to give you the movie facts for Ghost World, which I'm going to do right now as I reach to grab my paper. Ghost World came out in 2001. It's rated R, and it's one hour and 51 minutes long. Directed by, it's either pronounced Terry Zweigoff or Zweigoff. I think it's Y. Sure. I don't know. I have no idea either. I only wrote four names for starring, because I didn't feel a fifth person deserved to be in it. So Thora Birch, Scarlett Johansson, Steve Buscemi, and Brad Renfro. That's it. Budget, $7 million. It grossed $8.7 million. $6.2 million domestic. So I don't know if you labeled this movie a flop or a success. It was an indie flick. Yeah, so. it's very indie. Yeah. Making its money back is probably about what they wanted. So yeah, And true. that's theatrical gross. It's with stream sales and, oh, and DVD, DVD sales. sales. And they, they, merch did, sales they did fine. And comic sales. Merch sales. Yeah. I saw the merch for this in a comic shop before. Really? Yeah, I've seen it. I actually made a purchase one time. Uh, anyway. <laughs> it was well received by critics. Rotten Tomatoes giving it a 92%. Certified fresh. 
Audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, 84%. IMDb, 7.3 out of 10. Metacritic with an 88 and a user score of 8.2. That's a super high Metacritic it score. It sure it really is. is. And it was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay, or the equivalent of it, because it was much wordier back then. Yes. Did and not win. The winner was A Beautiful Mind. Oh, okay. A Beautiful Mind won everything that year, so, I think. Best Picture winner. Yeah. Best Actor. Best uh, Supporting Actress or Lead Actress. Uh, Whatever they Jennifer consider Connelly? Jennifer Connelly, yeah. She's probably Supporting Actress. Probably. I would guess. Probably, yeah. Not all movies have, like, male and female leads, so... A lot of movies don't, actually. Yeah. Usually just the one protagonist is either male or female. And those are the movie facts for Ghost World. Let's let you know what we thought about it in our general thoughts section, which, as always, is spoiler-free. And, Corey, you get to start, because you're so excited to talk about this movie. This movie was captivating. I could not take my eyes off of it. I needed to see where the story went. And it's really weird that a movie that's got a lot of things that don't make it particularly amazing still managed to grab my attention and hold on to it the way that it did. And I was so... like, I, Once the movie was done, I couldn't stop thinking about what this movie did to me. But it, it struck a really unique chord. And I think part of it is because of what I did earlier this week. But we'll talk more about that. Spoilers. O- overall, I, I I think this movie is pretty fucking brilliant. Sequel, what about you? This was a weird one for me. I've never seen it before. I've heard about it. I had a different idea in my head of what it was going to be about. Ghosts? I thought... No, we'll get into that if, for the spoiler section. But I thought it was going to be something, and it turned out to be not the case at all. It's... I like this movie a lot. I don't know why. It's just I kept waiting to see what happens next and where this is going to go. And the ending of the movie is something we're going to spend a lot of time on, I think. And it it does stick with you. And I thought we are going to have an American Splendor situation because I'd look at the scores of movies I haven't seen before that's been out for a while. And I saw this was really high. And 10 minutes in, I'm like, oh, this is going to be one that's just not for me. And it's well-deserving. It, re- it really is a well-made movie. And I was convinced you were gonna hate it i, I was convinced. i thought so too early on but I, I just i kept watching it was easy to get through the story moved it was it was really good especially after your bet when you put that bet in i was like oh sequel hates this fucking movie really that's a, probably the most well-known line i would think probably yeah, i actually but... waited to like normally i get get a line early on i put the bet in i actually waited to the conclusion of the movie to put this one in so Anyway, Joe, I know you've seen this before, so what did you think? I think this is a first for me, having seen the movie and neither of you have seen it before. Yeah, it's a rarity. I saw this a long time ago. I was like 19 years old. I thought it was okay then. I like it now. I like it better, obviously, this viewing. I knew Corey was going to love it. I just knew. I was like, I was like, this has American Splendor vibes. Yep. Corey loved that. He's going to love this. I, I can't wait to get into this. It uh, has nothing to do with American Splendor, though, right? No, but it's the vibe. No. It's got that indie, mm-hmm. that indie feel on it's, it, too. It's got the indie feel to it. This is very much a coming-of-age story. It's full of so much cringe that really makes part of this movie tough to watch. Would or, you buy? Hmm? Would you purchase? Would I purchase? Yeah, you said you purchased, like, Oh, it was merch. Uh, little doll things. Oh, it was a gift okay. for someone who really loved this movie. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. What did you... I thought you said, would you? Like, no, no, no. Would you go out... Yeah, I thought you were asking, no, no, no. like, did you like it enough to buy it? No, 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 no. Okay, I gotcha. Meant, I will absolutely be adding this to my, my collection. What do you think of Close on Blu-ray, Corey? 
movie this highly rated? I mean, still an indie that, film, twelve ninety nine. That has nothing to do with anything. Really high. Well, let's see. Yeah, I feel like probably like eight ninety nine. I just wrote Blay Ray. Sorry, guys. Blay Ray. <laughs> Not Blay Ray. Blay Ray. Holy balls. Oh, that's a Criterion one. It's like $35. It's $28. Normally now when a movie goes on Criterion, from what I've been noti- noticing, it's not available in any other style. So, yeah, it's 28 bucks. What is Criterion? It's a collect... The Criterion group puts movies in the Criterion collection. I think they purchase the distribution rights for the film right. so Jack they up have the prices yeah they have all this behind the scenes stuff and like it's probably going to come with a copy of the graphic novel or something or all right, so i don't I'd know i right, 10 bucks on the graphic novel if that comes with it then take that off the price we're looking down you at could probably buy it digitally right, for much mean. cheaper i mean it's you download, always can it's downloaded on my phone because it's on amazon prime now so like generally the blu-ray is actually cheaper but for this movie i'm pretty sure digitally would be cheaper I'm looking that up just because I'm curious. I'm it's gonna probably say a dig- five ninety nine to own know. digitally. Oh no, I guess fourteen ninety nine. Fourteen ninety nine, probably. Yeah. Fourteen ninety nine. Yeah. He looked this up. It's a scam. No, it's usually it's. No, that's fair. Three ninety nine to rent, fourteen ninety nine to buy. Yeah. 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 And those are our general thoughts for Ghost World. From here on out, we're gonna be spoiling the movie. If you haven't seen it, it's on Amazon Prime streaming. If you have access to that, check it out. If you want to know what the hell we're talking about. And we're going to spoil Ghost World starting right now. Let's go, boys. I love the fact that she, Enid, is... I hate her for most of this movie. I hate her like 99% of the time. And that was actually exactly what I was about to say. So, for me, anyways, there were a lot of moments that I hated her. She was... A walking, talking Daria, if we remember that show from... I do remember that show. Yes. The early 90s. She was the she was the embodiment of that, and I was like, "Ugh, roll my eyes! I'm gonna roll my eyes at you rolling your eyes." And then there are these gleaming moments that, like, you break through that and you feel sympathy for her. You feel bad for the stuff that she's putting. She's putting herself in these situations. I'm not saying it's, that she's everything self inflicted. Yeah, I'm not saying that's not the case, but it still sucks to feel that way. And like the one scene, especially where it's just her crying on the bed, I'm just like, "Ugh." I, I get it. You did this to yourself, but I fucking get it. Yeah, she's a teen. She's the most teenager teenager that ever teenagered. Like she definitely teenaged a lot in this movie. Like it's really hard to watch her just self destruct, but at the same point, like this is a good movie. If you've ever felt lost, you totally relate to this Absolutely. movie in a weird way. See, the thing is, the the really weird part, or the interesting part, I should say, about this movie is that it's it's not an implosion. It's not like a sudden destruction right the slow erosion yeah it's like the slow erosion and it's like the ultimate irony is like she couldn't wait to get out of high school but the minute she's out of high school everybody around her is growing up and she's stuck she doesn't want to and that's perfectly shown by the fact that she had to take a summer class she's still technically in high school but she's not can we talk about that for one second sure it's an art class for people who failed art Yes. And they have a gallery show at the end. Why? They're clearly not the best artists. It's, a, it's an over-eccentric <laughs> art teacher. That's, that's Who the, just said, we're going to put, put your, your stuff, stuff in a gallery. It's, that's, it's that's just it. crazy to me. See, but I understand the eccentric art teacher being like, we're going to hang it up in a gallery and show it off to the world. And by gallery, I mean the case outside the room. The cafeteria of the, of the school, maybe. 
And the only people that should have shown up to that shit was maybe their parents. All of these, like, the press came. The press came. Uh, no. No, no. Yeah, it's, it's far-fetched. So here's the reason why I thought I was going to hate it. Okay. I hate this cynical lifestyle attitude of, I guess, was it that era or people of that age that hate on everything and goof on people that are happy and content with themselves. And it brings me down. I hate seeing it. Like, I got... I balled my hands into fists whenever that really uber preppy girl that's like wants to be an actress is trying just to say hi to oh, them, yeah, yeah. and they're just so dismissal dismissive of her. I'm like, that is a nice person reaching out to you. Be nice. I don't give a shit if you hate everything. And I that bothers me so much. For, for me though, that's one of the first. Yeah, it's moments. really uncomfortable to watch. Oh, it is super uncomfortable to watch, but it's one of the first moments in. In the movie, where you really start seeing the divide happen between, does she go by Becky? I know her name's Rebecca, but she goes by Becky in the movie, right? Uh, she goes Becca? by Becky and Becca yeah. and Rebecca. She goes by all three. Yeah. All three. It's the first time that Becca and Nina start to kind of drift apart because when she walks into the diner, she like Becca isn't being overtly mean. She's kind of a little bit like I don't care, but she's not being overtly mean. And then Enid still being that. I definitely agree with you. I also personally don't like the overbubbly, like, oh my god, I can't wait to be an actress. I don't like that characterization either. I, yeah, but she's just being nice. She's not, like, flaunting it. It's just, no, she's just, it's, what it's, are you guys doing over the summer? This is what I'm doing yeah. over the summer. I'd like to be friends. At be gra- friends with me. At, gradu- <laughs> at graduation, I could see them rolling their eyes in the diner. You should have just been pleasant. Like, she, it seems worse because you're comparing her with Enid who is a nothing person, who just feels nothing and cares for nothing. So it, it's like, of course this person seems like an 11 Yeah, compared true. to that. And that's the thing. like, It's so weird to see, and I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely know people who apathy was a, like, was like a fashion choice for them. And that's what Enid is. Enid is apathy as a life, as a fashion. Like, she's too cool for everything. Yeah, like she, she's... Ironically enough, she's so cool that she's not cool that she's cool again. Or she's But she doesn't care that she's not cool. Yeah. Because being cool is stupid. But she also has very like positive like characteristics and attributes. Her taste in vintage music. Her her liking those weird dance dance videos and her artwork. It's like she'd be a cool person to get to know, just get the shitty attitude out of your system. It's like <laughs> This is like a cautionary tale, right? I'd say so. I mean... It's the scene where she's yelling at the people for her punk look. Or like, this is clearly a 70s (laughs) original punk look. It's like, you're a scumbag. Shut up. But the thing is... like, Stop acting like this. Yeah, and again, going back to the idea of like the amount of irony that is wedged into this movie, is that the same type of bullshit that she judged the people at the record party for. Yeah. She was making fun of people for loving vintage records. When you're walking into a fucking video store to get weird subpar music videos and yelling at them because they don't respect you as a 1970 punk. Girl, it's 2001. You're not punk. Well, we don't know when this takes place. I guess it's true. It could true. have been current. Uh, I assume it was modern day. I'm, I'm going to assume present yeah. day, 2001. Yeah, it, it's... They still it, had VHSs, though. I feel like I had VHSs in 2001. When did DVDs become a thing? 
I wonder if Phantom then. Menace come out because Phantom Menace is like yeah because if you can find a Phantom Menace on VHS it's like a pretty rare thing. Yeah. I think it, it's certainly that transition period, but again, if she's too cool for the new the new tech, oh, she'd be all about hipstering. When they're in the video store, there's VHSs and DVDs because they're passing okay. through like racks and racks and racks. Those are of so DVDs. weirdly set up. Those yes. racks. Yes. It's movie, pink divider, movie, pink yep. divider, movie. What? <laughs> that made me very nostalgic, though. I miss video stores. It, it felt it, it felt very blockbustery. Yeah, they Hollywood video. I, I prefer the video store, and I am legend. Mm. Anyway, what I thought the movie was going to be about, I thought it was going to play the prank on Steve Buscemi's character, Seymour. And then he was going to murder them. No, I thought, remember when, like, Seymour gets into a traffic accident? I yeah. thought he was going to get, like, T-boned and die. <laughs> and I thought, like, his ghost was going to, like, haunt Enid or just, oh. like, track, like, Enid. That's why it was called, like, Ghost World. And then Enid was going to become, like, a good person. And then Steve Buscemi would, like... That's also a really, that's a really interesting concept for a movie to me. <laughs> like, a, I would watch that. Yeah, that sounds... That's why I, I honestly thought that was going to happen. And then, I guess it's called Ghost World because they're encountering ghosts of their past. And the, their past being high school. I just think the dude on the bench is a ghost. Whoa. He definitely or the, is. Or the bus is a ghost. So, ghost bus. All right. Elephant in the room. She kills herself at the end, right? All yes. agreement? Yes. Yeah. No, maybe. Is that what that's supposed to mean? So I don't. Nor- I interpret things very literally. Okay, so here's the thing. If, <laughs> let, let's, but let's go. Let's go down that line of reasoning, though. If, if nor- if, wait, you just said you interpret it literally. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So she got on the. She got on a bus a, that started running for no reason. That had no okay. uh, destination. I'm going. On it, I'm on going a, hard symbolism. Yeah, yeah I think you have to with this one. If, but if Norm's a ghost, no, that, that's a hundred percent. Yes. Fair. Like, yeah. just I don't think my brain doesn't think that way until until someone else says it to me. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. It. It. To me, maybe Norm is a ghost. Maybe uh, I don't. Th- Norm's not a ghost. Norm might have died and become a ghost. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't. Yeah. And I don't think it matters. Can anyone else see him? Becca. Becca definitely can. Damn it. <laughs> but but nobody. But she. Enid is alone when she sees Norm get on the bus. Yes. So even if. So let's just say it's the break, right? And she's getting to that point where she's going to do what she, what we think that she did. She may just be imagining him getting on the bus because he's not there anymore, which means he must have passed away. But she sees, well, she sees in her head like that's because her mind is still working in graphic novel. Her mind does work that way, so it makes some sense that that's like an imagination thing, and that's why. She imagines her going as sitting at that bus and going. Norm doesn't live on the bench. He just goes there every day. I understand that. Every day. But so the, but the point fact is, if he's not there, he must might want somewhere else. I think he yeah. died, though. See, I mean, see, what I think happened is, is that they just decided to run buses again because eventually he waited it out long enough and they picked him up. There's no destination on the front of the bus. Sure. Anyway. <laughs> And then at the end, she gets to live out her fantasy of just leaving and not telling anyone. That's what I interpreted it as. But then again, like I said, it's a very literal interpretation. I didn't use any symbology. We haven't raised hands since, okay. since like episode 42. I know. So I, I just needed to remember it. That's why I raised my hand. <laughs> okay. When Norm gets up and gets on the bus and the bus goes away, does anybody look just at the bench and just take in the bench for a minute? It says life, not in service. The it says word... line, not in service. Line. Oh, it said line? I thought yes. it said life. Line. Fuck. I really thought it said life, and I was like, fuck. That'd be way too on the nose. I guess so. I thought it just said not in service. 
It does, but line. above it, above so, it, it's got like yeah. it looks like graffiti or something. It said like I guess it said line yeah. in service. Um, yeah, I love. I mean, I think the ending is great. Does Steve Buscemi get fired? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, hundred percent. They never his life is like overtly ruined it. over this yeah. girl. It sucks. He's not mad at her. See, I liked him. Yeah. He's but not, again, he again he's too set in his way. Like that's who Enid would have grown up to be. <laughs> he's got a bit of an anger problem. He's not as great as Enid makes him out to be. Like he's he's an okay guy. I think like Enid's like excited she found an adult that's like her. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. And then it's I mean, a, that's exactly what she found. Turns into the really weird stuff. The personal ad. All right, so the prank that they play is extremely incredibly mean. Oh, it is. It's, yeah, it's, it's awful. awful. And you know, you know, the thing is, so Enid knows it's awful while she's watching. She's like, oh my God, I hate this. And then it takes... The kid Josh knew right away. He's like, no, don't do that. This is yes. awful. Yeah. And then what's worse is that Enid knows it's so bad that when he's about to like hit the delete button and just like stop the message from recording, she keeps being like, no, 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 because she knows... The only reason he feels that way is because of the prank. Because yes. of the prank, and it, like it, it, if you never pranked him, that call still would have come in, and he would have been just as excited the first time around. And if you had not pranked him, he probably would have married her and been happy. Well, was he happy? I don't think he was happy. I don't no. think he was happy either. It's a nice change from loneliness, and he's definitely desperate to be in a relationship, but it was not a healthy relationship. I think what would have happened is she would have eventually left him, and he would have been... Lonely again. Okay. Lonely to the point of suicide, probably. Or he would have just been that guy that is, doesn't have his own life anymore. I think he fully intended on being that guy, yeah. but I think a person that's with that guy eventually leaves that guy. That's that's also fair. Probably a good point. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, but is that really the way? I'm... No one wants to be with that person. If you're out there and you're that person, don't be that person. No, you're welcome. Find the one for you. There's plenty of us. Please note, ZTH is not actually a romantic advice podcast. <laughs> Anything There's... you do is no, at your own risk. <laughs> seriously though, don't. If you are infatuated with someone, or if you have never been in a relationship, or haven't been in a relationship in a really long time, and somebody wants to be with you, but you have nothing in common <laughs> with said person, this is going to turn out really badly, man. Eventually. People rarely change. <laughs> you like what you like. You don't like what you don't like. Yeah. Try. See if you find anything there. If not, reconsider your options. Yes. Get out. <laughs> Jordan Peele. <laughs> good movie. It just, that was good. It just sucks that all of that had to happen in the same, what, well, seemingly like three-day period. Three week period. What are we starting? What what had to happen? He, Steve Buscemi sleeps with the eighteen year old that he's been crushing on for God knows how long. Hopefully eighteen. Hopefully eighteen. We're gonna say eighteen. Yeah, well, graduate. It makes high me feel better if we say eighteen. I mean, graduated high school, so I'm yeah. I'm I'm. I feel like it's pretty safe to assume. So he he gets to sleep with the eighteen year old girl that he's been crushing on. So he goes in and does the right thing by telling his current girlfriend that they have to break up which i guess turns out to be a blessing in disguise then walks down the hallway to work a couple days later only to find out that she stole the painting put it up and now it's controversial she didn't didn't steal steal the painting she She borrowed borrowed it from him without telling him the intention of using it for an art project that would go up in a gallery also didn't know it was going to go in a gallery right yeah 
The she teacher just, selected it. She was just badly. trying to be a pain in the ass and just one-up that girl with her stupid... By the way, this movie reinforces why I hate art so much. Art is dumb. Somebody, That's just my opinion. So here's the funny thing. <laughs> Most of the art that was there, I have taken classes on art like it. And usually I hate it. Usually. Except for the poster. The, the controversial poster that she brings in, I'm like, I like that as a found art piece. I like that as a found conversation about race in America. Like, I that conversation, that one was fine. Well, that's interesting. It's not a bunch of clothes hangers tied together or No, a the clothes hangers tied together, I hate. No. The tampon and a teacup, I hate. The mutilator was awesome, though. Yeah, we agreed. <laughs> but that was just a cool picture. <laughs> that like, was fine. This is a video game I play. That's he beats it. in people's heads with a hammer. All right, art's dumb. Someone spent thousands of dollars on a fucking banana taped to a wall, and then someone got kicked out of a fucking gallery for eating said banana. So, I hate art. <laughs> love art. I love, 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 love art. Art makes no sense to me, no. outside of pictures and, like, ceramics and literature. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say I hate art. I like things, yeah. and I don't like I other things. I hate abstract art. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not... A... Abstract art, I, don't, I just don't get it. I don't particularly like the abstract, and I don't particularly like... Um, well, what what a lot of the art that they were showing is the found found art, um, and it, like that movement that started with Ducamp and the fucking urinal that he placed in the Met. Not my thing. Um, can you use that urinal? No, probably no. not, Joe. <laughs> I mean, you it, can. It's art. Because <laughs> it's art. I mean, if you love art, it's cool. like a Home Depot toilet. If you really like art, fine, that's great. Good, like what you like, yeah. but like don't. Uh, never mind. But the thing is, her, her... <laughs> Don't expect me to understand <laughs> what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Well, going back to the way that it relates to this movie, too, it that art class and the way that the teacher talks about art, the way that the art is utilized and shown in this movie reinforces her general apathy and eye-roll towards society because she's an actual good artist making actual interesting art generally. Well... And then the teacher's such a... Lame. Because and you know what, she she should have just been it. honest though. It wasn't a picture of Don Knotts. It was. It, no, it yes, wasn't. It was. It, it was a picture of. Steve, it was the same drawing that she had in the notebook of Seymour. That was Don Knotts. That's Don Knotts, Corey. <laughs> she, she she the picture she submitted for art class was Don Knotts because she likes Don Knotts. I understand that that's what she said. It looked a lot like the same. Drawing but that's what she because it's her strong style. But she drew Don Knotts. Yeah, she, she just... She and Don Knotts and Seymour look very similar she, to me. Steve granted, Buscemi and they both, Steve they both wear cardigans. They do things. <laughs> they love old-timey records. I, I, I'll, You know what? I intend to watch this yeah. movie again very She just soon. wanted to, like, draw what she wanted to draw because that's art to her, and that's okay. But that's everything is art. That's the part of it I like, too. Yeah. She goes, what are you trying to say with this piece? I like Don Knotts. Yeah. Like, Not everything's like got to com- be something, lady. Exactly. I like comic books. Why do you like this Batman panel? Because Batman's, awesome. Batman's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a fair point to say, but are you looking Are you looking it up right now? I want to see the picture just to see if it... Google Ghost World, Don Knotts. I did it opposite. Don Knotts Ghost World. Yep. Don Knotts does not appear in the movie Ghost World. <laughs> Don Knotts has been dead long before Ghost World was released. The more you know. Gotta Maybe fill this the air with something. Maybe, oh, the Ghost of Don Knotts. Maybe he was, uh, what's his name, on the bench. He wasn't. He was not Norman. 100% was not Norman. Definitely not. No, Don Knotts, I think, might have been dead. Probably. He was definitely 2001? dead. 2001, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yes. He was very old in that picture that she drew of him. 
Like they had the three second clip not of her saying, old, but... "I don't know. I just like non nuts. I can't find the actual." Uh... It's fine. I'll I'll screen grab it off of Amazon. Did you later. image search it? I did. Okay then. It's I'm a... out of ideas. It's fine. It's not the end of the world. For me, I thought it was the ghost so, world. So my thing was when I watched it, obviously watching it in real time. I agree. I thought it was a picture of Don Knotts. And then when she said, did you even look through the rest of it, you idiot? You stupid idiot. She keeps flipping. It looks like one of the portraits that she drew of him looked very, very similar to me. Like, it's the the same face angle and it's the same drawing style, but they're two totally different. And they're they're both medium white, so I guess they kind of look the same. Listen. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. ScarJo is incredible in this. She's good. I think she yeah. might be the best acting performance in this, personally. Her and Buscemi are both very good. Buscemi's pretty good. I, I would I pick think, Buscemi. Yeah. Um, I think Thora Birch is good, too. I, I'm i not sure, because I hate the character so much. I'm not sure if my annoyance with Enid is because Thora Birch is doing a bad job, or I just hate the character. Yeah, and I, think I don't know. I think Thora Birch is probably doing an excellent job, because you're probably supposed to hate the character, right? That's So the, then she's doing great. Yep. Good for her. It's just not, like, a pleasant... You know, like yeah. it's also again going back to that. She also indie... gets stronger as the movie goes on. Yeah, and there's that indie style of it all too. True. I found it, and I and I might be wrong, might be wrong, but I'm pre- by the time I realized it, I didn't want to go back and try to watch any of it again. But you got it, Corey. I'm going to watch it again very soon. But <laughs> did Pam see it this time? No. So she, she might be the reason I watch it again. Okay. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Go ahead. It's fine. I think every shot in this movie is a still shot. I don't think the camera moves once, only to like literally change scene or what we're looking at. I don't think the camera pans at all. When they're following the Satanists, it's a tracking shot at least. They're walking. Maybe. I mean, the opening shot when they're coming across all the apartments is definitely... That's a tracking shot. Tracking shot. Myth busted. But... Um, I don't remember offhand. But I know for a lot of a lot of the stuff, a lot of the scenes, I was like, this is remarkably still. Like the the shot of her crying on the bed is just that. For the entire like it doesn't go anywhere, it doesn't move at it the stillness is almost piercing to me. It's that was it's a, a weird cry. It's a choice. I don't know if it's directorial intention or for budgetary reasons. Still shots are cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Tracking true. shots cost more money. Yep. Dollies cost money. That's generally the rule. Anybody think she was laughing at first? To, for the cry? No. Because just the first part when it's zoomed out, I guess, it was for, for a second my brain was like, is she laughing? Because I guess that's just her style of cry. It's weird. The moment that she, cry, that she starts crying to, the fight that leads up to it, I don't, I don't know that I, I guess I get that fight, but the next fight is the one that I don't get. So they get into the fight when Becca is like really excited to go look at apartments. She's fed up with Enid hating everything. Which is fine. Yeah. Enid's an not adult. getting a job. She's not yeah. progressing towards this thing. She just Well, she got a job and she got fired in one day. Exactly. And then. Which is exactly what a person like that would do in that situation. First job she tried to get. Yes. First time I saw this movie, the Cineplex manager was my favorite part of the whole movie. Because it's uh, Mickey Park from Together. I don't know if anybody saw Together. No, but he's also playing Don in Napoleon Dynamite. Does he really? Yeah. Oh, shit. There's a lot of that guys in this movie. Yeah. 
Enid's dad is the dude from Seinfeld. He's like the network executive for the show. And the guy that owns the magazine slash video store is the Jacksonville Jaguars GM in draft day. And that drove me nuts for about 30 minutes trying to fucking place this guy without looking it up. <laughs> the guy who plays the wireless internet at the coffee shop for his scamming his free cup of coffee, Crispin Glover's dad. Really? Yep. And the guy who was, oh crap, I think he's the cashier at the video store. Okay. I've seen that guy in so many things. I couldn't tell you exactly oh, who yeah. he is, but yes, he's, yes, yes, he's yes. been in tons of movies and bit roles. Lots of bit actors in this. I can't put uh, think of his face right now. I'm looking him up. I want to know. <laughs> I need to know. Dead air. I want to know who plays the, the redneck short shorts no t-shirt guy from the Sidewinder. Because that guy is oddly jacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very conf- he was a very confusing he's a, person He's Officer me. Doofy in Scary Movie. Fuck, yes. Thank you. That's right, yep. I he looked him up, too. Yeah, he was one of the people I looked so up. So bizarrely jacked with that mullet and that mustache and those glasses. I'm like, you should not be that ripped. Your abs should not look that good. All right, so he's not Don. just looks like him. I was wrong about that. That uh, movie theater manager. Damn. Huh? The movie theater oh, manager's yeah. not Don from the Point That's, Dynamite. I think his name yeah. is Alex Solowitz. I feel like I've seen him in a bunch of things, too. His name is Patrick Fischler. Can you show me the... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and the uh, Sidewinder bus. Oh, yeah, he's... he's... Uh, I, I know <laughs> this is a stupid poll. He's... Uh, one of his friends and employee of the month, one of Dane Cook's friends. Yep. Oh shit, yes. I'm sure he's been in way better movies than that, but that's the one thing I thought of when I saw him immediately. <laughs> was he also one of the employees in Forty Year Old Virgin? Uh, no, a different no. one. That that was the he, that guy's a little older. David okay. Cross is in this also. Yeah, yeah. David Cross is in that one. <laughs> My so. line comes from David Cross. Yes, it is. He looks old and young at the same time in this movie. It confused the hell out of me. That I don't guy, know how old he is. <laughs> I think that guy has been perpetually that age since forever. Yeah. He hit 22 and just became old. and that He was hit 22, it. lost all of his hair, and, and then just... That's uh, it. It's him from now on. <laughs> I find it... I find, uh, So... Now that we're lost track. <laughs> so off the rails. Uh, Sierra's back. I'm coming right back in. I don't understand... The final goodbye for Becca. So she has enough money to rent the apartment. Enid comes like, please let me move in. Okay, cool. You can move in. A couple days later, I can't move in. And that's like another big fight. But yeah, she's outside waiting, which is a nice thing for a friend to do. And that felt to me like a final goodbye. Like, call me, okay? And then that's obviously like the kind of the closure on the friendship. But why is it, was it such a big fight? If you had the money to move in in the first place, Enid would only have helped you pay the rent. You're not going to... Like, you, you've already decided you're, buying, you're renting the apartment, which I get. Cool. Enid should have helped you pay the rent, obviously. I don't think it's a money argument. I think it's that's their plan, probably since, like, day one of high school. And Enid's not excited about it Not anymore. excited about it. Now she's moving out. Who wants to live with herself. that person? Yeah. She's miserable. Yeah. It's probably better that way, all things considered. Where, where, 
Do they say what state this takes place in? I cannot. No. Cannot or if they I do, I don't I just thought it had a California feel, but I don't think it is. I think because... it has a much smaller town feel than that. Well, California. California. I know, I know yeah. they have smaller towns. I'm aware. <laughs> but it doesn't feel like California to me. I'm going to look it up. See, it felt like What's California. What's one more thing? That's true. There's no way probably you're going to work at Starbucks and afford an apartment on your own. Not in California. No. <laughs> But it could have been, it had a bit of a new, northeaster, like a New England feel to it, too, at some point. Because it's not nearly crowded enough to be Those suburbs. LA. It's not LA, I don't think. Or not LA, LA, but yeah. <laughs> it kind of, it kind of felt like suburb of Boston to me. Oh, uh, I don't know. There's nobody speaking like a mass hole. No, I'm not saying the accents were right, but I mean, just like. <laughs> that would have been incredible. You just oh have one God. character with a thick Boston accent. <laughs> I'm sure if you look carefully enough, there's license plates on the car. You could probably peg it down, but I searched it, didn't look at that. Probably takes place in some town called, like, Pleasantville. (laughs) Unnamed suburban town. That sounds Ghost World through and through. So Ghost World is, like, like a bunch of the the story in the graphic novel from what I read was about her, like, the characters move from San Fran to Los Angeles or something like that. So I know I, I know the 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 source material is based out of California. Is it? Yeah. So maybe it's California, Could but be. not Could in be. name, just in theory. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho. Do we have anything else to talk about? We want to get in the favorite, least favorite. Oh yeah, we can do that. Huh? Yeah, let's do no, the favorite, least favorite. I mean, I I can rip this movie to rip this movie apart and dig into all of the little. But Corey, you loved it. No, I mean like. Oh, in, in okay, a good I got way. you. Okay. I'll get into all the little nooks and crannies. Like I, I, I'd you said rip the, apart. I was very yeah. confused. I could sit down and really enjoy the bar scene for, but there's no need. Gross World TED Talk. Favorite, least favorite. Uh, favorite for me would be when she shows either a glimmer of passion for something, even if she was just putting on a show with the quote unquote Coons Chicken poster. I felt like for the first time... Corey, she... we can't say that. Sorry. Uh, the chicken poster. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, when... It, it seemed it seemed somehow authentic to me. Whether it was just her putting on a show or not, I'm not really sure, but she seemed like for the first time in a long time she had actually had to think about something and she actually tried to think about something. So I feel like that was a big moment. I thought the movie was going to turn around and get a little more upbeat from there and it it definitely did not but i i really appreciated that scene she's excited when she goes into his room too she's like this is the coolest thing ever yeah favorite for me is after she purchases the record from seymour and is playing it in her room and it's just like i don't know she's just doing stuff around the room and then the record's over and she plays it again and listens to it it's just like wow she likes this this is something like we've all done. You've played music that you like and the CD's over and you restart it. It was really cool. It's really cool to see her like something because it doesn't really happen too often. It's weird. Yeah. Technically speaking, both of our favorite <laughs> yes. scenes are exactly that. She's the, such a cynical butthead. <laughs> the final the final shot in that scene. Watch the language, buddy. <laughs> yeah, right. Where she puts her feet up. Where she just, just puts her feet up and it's, again. Hands behind her head. and just Still like, shot. Nothing, nothing is moving in that shot. Not even the characters moving in that. Just, it's a picture. I thought my internet was fucking up. Yeah. I thought it skipped during that scene. I was like, wait, the music's still playing. 
oh, just sitting there, yeah. just listening. Stoned. Just, well, not stoned, but like, like a stone. Just she's stoned on life, man. <laughs> at, at that point, <laughs> on that record. Favorite? My favorite is the, <laughs> it's the Blues Hammer band performance. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Bunch of stupid white guys performing very obvious. <laughs> Blues written by <laughs> about picking cotton and stuff. It's awful. It's well, it's funny, but it's incredibly stupid. Well, I mean, that just goes hand in hand. It's just like yeah. authentic blues, blues. <laughs> so she, the the girl that like was going over to like try to talk to him was like, if you like authentic blues, just wait for Blues Hammer. And then Blues Hammer comes on, and he's just as disappointing as everything else that's happened to him in the last like however yep. long in his life. I'm disappointed there was no scene. Not to get off favorite, least favorite, but because he brought the record to get signed by that guy. Wish we had seen that happen or something. Might it might have happened. Yeah, but it's, know, it's such a I, waste to put it on, not on camera. I think I almost think that it didn't because I think that once it got crazy and people started dancing and he almost got beer spilt on his vinyl, his seventy-eight. Just got up and only one of two. Just, yeah, he just grabbed in and it was like, <laughs> "We are out." Didn't even try to hunt the guy down, which is insane. That is insane. That's all we wanted. Yeah. Least favorites, huh? Yep. Dig deep, Corey. You can find one. I have a least favorite. It's, just, it's really just a line in the movie. It okay. just sounds so awkward and forced, and it could be easily fixed when he... when the, It's that scene when they're listening to the guy play, and it's at a sports bar. People are excited watching the game, and he goes, if they would just turn the sports game off... Don't say sports game, you fucking nerd. Say, say like football or bait. That's poorly written, man. Well, I, but he, he, he is a nerd. You, you've never heard people just Call refer to things sports ball? My girlfriend does that constantly. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but like as a joke, right? But he's like serious. I feel like you can look at the TV a... and say, "Ah, oh, it's basketball." I know what basketball is. I'm a human. Well, he does say he hates sports later, so maybe he really just... He's he, got to know. He nothings it. You got to take gym he and school. Care enough. To... Well, yeah, he should have just said game. He should have just said game. That was a different era. They had the tiny shorts. Yeah. He should have just said the word game. I'll turn think. the football game off. Turn the baseball game I don't off. Think you need to, I don't think you need to say it. I think you could just say turn the game off. That, all, that'll work too. Sports we, game was off-putting to me. It works for his character. I, I understand well, why you're annoyed by this. Bad. I get it. I think that the adult entertainment scene might be the most cringeworthy for oh, me. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. Yeah, the point shot. Um, not so much, not so much for him being in the shop, which is uncomfortable. Okay. Not so much for him being with her in the shop. Okay. But the way she's acting isn't the way a human being should act in any place in public ever, period. For for an immature uh, teenager. Absolutely. Yeah. I guess that's fair. (laughs) But there's no way if I, if I was him and granted he's, Clearly, a guy that gets pushed around pretty easily. Yep. No, I would have just been like, "Fuck this!" Turned around, walked away, let her make her ass out of herself, and then you're 18. You can be here. For yep. her to have the audacity to make him buy that her Catwoman mask was, which I, is what we'll call it. I was. I fucking hated that. It's, it's a naive teenager, yep. and it's a guy that clearly has a crush on her that is going to buy her whatever the hell she wants. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. One of the most, the best, one of the best characters in the movie is his roommate because he sees exactly what's going yeah. on and he's very aware of it. Yeah. And he's also from Heavyweights. That was a great movie. Yes. The he's the uh. He's Pat. Yeah, the good camp counselor. Yep. That's right. 
What's with the What's with the girls? They're like, oh, they're friends of Seymour. Really? He's like, I lived with him for five years. He ain't getting any. <laughs> and that what turned out to be wrong. Does she regret it? Absolutely. Yes, right? Yeah. Okay. It drives her to possibly killing herself. That's true. She hit rock bottom. <laughs> the, the director said that she doesn't. Or he said, many people have come or approached me about that, like hundreds, and yeah, I, maybe, I guess so. This is kind of like his, his line. He's very like, evasive about it. He's like, it. If, it's, if you want to interpret it that way, who am I to stop you? Sure, but I, I just don't think you choose that imagery in that in that situation. I mean, it lends itself to the interpretation. Yeah. She gets She's on a bus to tra- nowhere. You don't know where it's going. Over the bridge. They changed the sign of the bus. Over the bridge. It's located differently. Least, I don't know. Least no favorite. Passengers. My least favorite is uh, David Cross hitting on Scarlett Johansson. Dear God, it's so cringy and awful to watch. Hey, uh, wearing a green dress. What are you, Irish? What's your name? <laughs> Scarlett Johansson's response to that is fucking perfect too can i sit down no Ooh, i like you you're, oh you're all you're all right kid you're all right you're sharp <laughs> yeah can't hit any homers if you don't swing the bat can't yeah, you can certainly it. strike the fuck out goodbye but that's that's fairly good life advice yeah he went about it real weird but i think he went about it as cool as anybody at that party would have that's fair he was the no cool... one had any game in that he room he was certainly the coolest guy in the room no sports game in that room no sports Ayo. game so Scarjo has some pretty cringy lines in this. Not cringy lines, it's lines of dialogue I'm just not, not a fan of. Like when Weird Al is their waiter at the diner and he walks away and she goes, I want to have sex with him or something along those lines. It's like, shut up. She says she has a boner for a bunch of dudes <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, they talk about their sex life a lot for only one crush to kind of come to fruition. I wonder who Well, she, Enid... she said she lost her virginity in that dress that she's not selling. That was Enid. I said Enid. Yeah. Oh, you did yes. say Enid? Um, yeah. I think I did. I wonder who anyway. she lost her virginity to. Yeah, because, like, she Isn't... doesn't seem to be very popular with anyone. No. So who I was it? But we don't know. That's the other thing, guys. We don't technically know how long they've been this. Uh, she seems like she's been this forever. She certainly does, but sometimes people can go from kind of trying to fit in to fully giving up and saying fuck it all over the course of a summer she was cool girl cool, cool they, girl to daria it, we, uh, in yeah, like a we, year we can we like that type of transition could could feasibly happen over the course of like a summer between sophomore and junior year for example just to put a they never on it. reveal the fate of her mom or what happened to her mom or, uh, or not the fate of her mom or when whatever happened to her mom happened right of who whose mom enid's mom okay or what Maxine even did. Like, I mean, she's... Maxine kind of, was probably a normal, loving person yeah, yeah. in her life. And then what she did is she wasn't Enid's mom. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. She's, I mean, she's kind of shitty in the one scene. She's like, like, who says, I kind of feel like I played a big role in how you turned out. Like, yeah. who says that to another human being? Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> I can't help but think I'm the reason. But again, we've seen who Enid is at this point, And I'm like... Yeah, if you, you're absolutely right, you That's did, true. and you fucked it up because, not that you necessarily did anything bad, but fuck, man, this girl is not. She's not winning any awards yet. No, she's still in her awkward phase. The poor girl got a full ride to an art school for a year too. That's. And she was actually yeah. interested in it. Like she was actually turning in the papers, she but was then... that was like her 
out. Like initially, she wasn't interested in it. She was like, yeah. oh, "Okay, thanks." And then, oh, I need a place to go, and I'm fighting with my friend, and my dad's ex girlfriend's coming back. This is it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was her means of escape. But again, she, she had showed up late to the art show. If she hadn't skipped the art show, maybe this doesn't happen. To where she can defend herself. She's there defending herself. She might. It's a mob, though. I don't know, man. I don't think she would have reacted very well to it. I think she probably would have shut down and just said "fuck, fuck everybody." But I think she bullshitted away enough through the class. She could have pulled something out of her ass. With the eccentric art teacher, though, yeah, guiding her through it. Well, the thing is, the eccentric art teacher at the show would have backed her up. It's like having your hype man there. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. Maybe there's a chance she turns this around. Is all I'm saying. Maybe there's a chance. So you're saying (laughs) there's a chance. Um, one thing also really stupid is this is a school district where kids that fail art get to go to summer school and the so quote-unquote winner of summer school gets a scholarship <laughs> it wasn't I, I think that was just a connection that they got to fail art had. to succeed in light kids life kids <laughs> i think that was just a random connection that the art teacher had she said i'm allowed to give one scholarship to one student per year and i picked you mm-hmm I mean, she didn't find anybody during the regular school year that she wanted to give it to. Not saying that that's logical. I'm just saying it's possible. It was that racist painting. Because, like, (laughs) she was totally going to give it to Weird Art Girl. Who, first of all, why was she in that class if she's all about art? Maybe they're not all senior. I don't know. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, she's knocking out her art credit over the summer so she can take an extra because she said it was an art class for delinquents and a word I won't say because they use it a lot in this and we're not really supposed to use that word anymore yeah Enid Enid describes it as that though yeah but plenty of people also like this you can't make this movie today no I don't think in our culture you gotta tweak it yeah you have to you definitely have to I don't think it's I don't think it's edit it out not edit it out but change some things change some stuff she better be 18 man (laughs) Uh, you know what if, if she's, she's not, not this, this changes a lot about much, the movie. Much worse. darker. Yeah. I'm ready to stone it if you guys are. I'm ready. Think we ready? Sure. All right. Here's the part of the show where we rate the movie that we reviewed on a scale of Infinity Stones from one to six. If you give it six stones, you can also give it a gauntlet. Who knows if that has it in its future? Corey did love this movie. But, uh, yeah, that's how that works. So let's give you our stone ratings for Ghost World, and we're going to start with sequel. I'm going to give it five stones. It's, I don't know why. It's, <laughs> you just got to watch it. If you watch it, you're going to like it. I never described the movie like that. There's beautiful things in it. There's annoying things in it. The acting is good and not good. And you just really, it's a great character story. You really want to see how this is going to turn out. It, it, it leads itself down a path and you just want to see them follow through and... It's just one of the most bizarre movies I've ever seen that I've turned out liking. I really expected not to. Corey, you're up. This had all of the things that American Splendor had for me and a little bit more. So the one thing I didn't get to talk about that I'll talk about very quickly. Um, this movie is about the original friend, which we've brought up a couple of times. And I went home last weekend and I got to see a singular friend. I was only able to actually see one friend the entire weekend got to see plenty of family and that was great but i only got to see one friend despite the myriad of people i texted that was your becca it kind of felt that way and i know it's not necessarily true but 
it might just be the chord that this movie struck at the time where even though I still have plenty of friends from home, there are definitely people in my life that went the way of Becca. Where it wasn't a falling out, it wasn't a huge fight or anything, it was just kind of, we went to different places and we moved different ways and it just kind of is the way friendships go sometimes. People Life grow, happens, People yeah. grow apart. People grow apart. Um, so it just, it just struck a special chord with me. I, I love the filming style of it. Again, the acting, I can't tell if it's bad or so bad that it's good or purposefully in the style that kind of feels bad. I don't know. But the movie is captivating overall. I can't in good conscience give it a six after a single watch. But it's easily a five, five and a half stone movie. I'll go with five stones with potential to give it a sixth in the near future when I see it again. This movie's good. It's very quirky. This movie has pretty much everything. If you wanted a shirtless jack guy with nunchucks in a convenience store, for some reason this movie has it. It does. It's got blues performances. It's got punk music. It's got... So many things in it. Old records. Technically it has sex. Technically. Very implied sex. Yeah, this movie, I would be right there with you guys giving it five stones. It, this movie is just too cringy for me from a rewatchability standpoint. Like, I was uncomfortable. I did the thing where you pull the blanket over your head to avoid watching the train wreck that's happening in front of you during certain scenes in this. So I'm going to give it four stones, but I wouldn't fault anybody for giving it five. It's very well made kind of want to read the graphic novel. I would. Yeah, I would check we'll it out. We'll see how different it is. Seymour doesn't yeah. exist. No? Nope. Uh, in the graphic novel, he doesn't yeah. exist? Nope. I guess not to read the graphic novel. Shit. Seymour... What do they do in the graphic novel? That's like a... He's the giant crux of this movie. So Seymour is an amalgam of a number of different minor characters from the graphic novel. Ah. They all kind of blend together to create Seymour, where in the graphic novel, the big story is just between... Enid and Becca. Okay. Google it later, sequel. <laughs> we gotta end the show. Come on. I'm ready when you are, buddy. Those are our ratings for Ghost World. If you've seen Ghost World and want to let us know stuff about it, get into contact with us. The first way is via email, which is zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. Boom! I just want to let that ring out for a second. Sorry, guys. You can also find us on Twitter at zthpodcast, or if you have... An authentic 1970 punk look. Go ahead and take a picture of yourself and send that to us on Instagram at ZTH Podcast. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash ZTH Podcast. Or search for us within Facebook, Zeros Talking Heroes, Zeros and Heroes, and an E-S. And find us on iTunes or your podcast app. You know, review us on there, rate us, tell people about the show. Engage with us on social media, like we just said, all those things. Tell people about it. Bring us more listeners. Or don't. Thanks for being here. And that is our whole episode on Ghost World. Next time we're going to be doing Paper Man. That's another movie that I think is on either Netflix or Amazon Prime that no one heard of. This time it's got a superhero in it, I think. I hope so. I think that was the other thing that kind of cap- captivated me. I was like, where does the superhero come into this? Where is a comic book in this? Is and it Nathan I- Fillion? I swear to God if it's Nathan Fillion. <laughs> <laughs> And then to find out it was just a graphic novel, I was like, no, this makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. So join us next time for Paper Man. And until then, it's my job to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie, Ghost World included. I shot up pretty high on my list. I've already met one person for sure whose favorite movie is. And until then, (laughs) take care, everyone. Bye.